Hey there everybody and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. It is Monday the 14th of December and I am your host Will Prov. Apologies for the slightly late show this weekend. A bit under the weather yesterday so I didn't want to subject you to too much of my coughing and sniffing. Um, Although you might get that today, I can't promise. Um, Another busy weekend of Biathlon is now complete and uh, for me it didn't quite match up to the excitement of the sprints on Friday and please do go back to the last episode for a full review of those uh, if you fancy it of course Um, but we have seen some great performances uh, much deserved wins for Marta Olbu-Roiseland and Conton Fionmaier we're going to start off by looking at those shoot races uh, and a little look at how that's affected the overall standings before looking at the second relays of the season where Norway's women and France's men were both looking to bounce back after pretty tough days last weekend, and uh, with differing results, I think it's fair to say. Uh, The men's race also giving us round two of Johannes Tingersbo versus Sebastian Samuelsson, uh, which had a little guest appearance from uh, an unwitting official at one point. We'll take a look at that. Uh, Any points or questions, feel free to reach out either on Facebook or email at thebiathlonpodcast at gmail.com. And now let's get straight to those pursuits. First pursuit of the weekend was the men's there on Saturday. And after Johannes Dale's brilliant performance on Friday, the Norwegian had 17 seconds uh, to spare over France's Fion Maillet. Uh, with my tip for the win, Fabian Cloud, just under half a minute back. Uh, it was Fion May, though, who powered through with uh, a perfect shoot and much improved skiing to stamp his mark on this uh, young season for the first time. Uh, he was ahead of Emilian Jacqueline, who temporarily upped his shooting game. Uh, he shot clear as well, finished 27, sorry, 25 seconds behind Fion Maillet. Dale did impress again though, missed out on the win, but uh, also missed two shots. Kept his head though to get his second podium of the weekend, and of his career of course. As a dominant day for the French and Norwegian teams, they ended up occupying eight of the top ten places. But it was Fionnier who was the the real star of the day. Um, Said that he knew he was being caught slightly on the first lap from uh, skiers behind, like Jacqueline. Uh, And it's true that his ski form still isn't quite where it has been in the past. But uh, his shooting looked absolutely great. Uh, After the second shoot, he never really looked like being caught, I didn't think. Uh, Jacqueline was looming a a sort of between sort of 10 seconds and half a minute back. But uh, no mistakes were in the off end for Fiume. It was great work, nailed all the targets to take victory. Uh, Slightly surprisingly, only his fourth victory of his career. Uh, but I guess when you've, if you've been skiing with uh, Fulcard and Bo for as long as he has, that that does start to add up. Um, much better day for Emilian Jacqueline, as I, I mentioned there in second place. I have sort of non-stop been criticising his shooting so far this season, um, and if you've seen the relays, you'll know there's more of where that's come from uh, later in the show. Uh, but in the pursuit, he was great, no doubt about that. Um, if they all go down, you can't have any complaints about the tactics. Um, and he took aim on that fourth shoot. Uh, Fiume already had four down. The fifth went down actually before Jacqueline let his first shot go, and I, I did wonder if knowing that the win was pretty much off the cards might have just relaxed him a bit and uh, allowed him to knock them down without so much pressure. Uh, last weekend he did miss two on the final shoot 
after going clear up to that point in the pursuit. And uh, at that point, he was in a big group fighting for the podium. Um, so I think maybe being in second, sort of on his own, knowing that second was about as high as he was going to get, um, might have helped him out a bit there. Uh, he did say after the race that he's been feeling the pressure. There's been more on him without Foucault in the team. He said everyone in the French team sort of wants to step into that uh, into that place of, uh, of sort of leading the team. Um, and possibly that can explain why uh, this sort of starts the season. We've seen the French guys struggling um, quite a lot. Maybe now there's a win in the team. Fiume's got that victory. That might lift a bit and we, we might start seeing them um, sort of uh, up, up at the sharp end week in and week out. Really happy to see uh, another podium for Johannes Dale. Couldn't quite replicate the uh, the sort of speed he had there in the sprint where he was just absolutely flying around the tracks. Uh, these were quite different conditions. There'd been a lot of snowfall over there in Hockfieldson. Uh, made the tracks just slower in general. The skis weren't gliding as well. Um, he he sort of did say as well that the pressure got to him a bit on that first shoot. And of course it's a first for him. He's never led off uh, a pursuit in a World Cup before. But he, he really settled into the race after that and uh, and obviously great experience for him as uh, I think surely won't be the last time that he is leading off a pursuit uh, in the World Cup there. Uh, the nerves have definitely gone by that last shoot uh, where he was going in side by side with Seb Samuelson. Uh, Johannes Singersbow was just behind him and uh, he held his nerve um, while Samuelson and Bow were both uh, both making mistakes. Uh, and that's two wins Two wins over Johannes for him. Must be a real shot in the arm for Dale, I think. Uh, it's good for him that we've got races coming up straight away on these same tracks. Uh, so he'll be looking to take that form into Thursday's sprint race. Uh, it was fourth for the second race running for Johannes. Uh, Tinker's bow, that is. Um, he's still not quite back to his best. Uh, it's sort of, kind of funny to think that uh, with all the concern about his form, his ski form, uh, he's still got the lowest result of fourth this year. He's leading the overall. Um, but I'll admit, I, I was expecting him to dominate the field this year, and it's not not been so easy for him yet. Uh, I'm looking at it. I wonder if it might end up being Oberhof uh, after the little Christmas break we've got, where he starts to to really show his true form. Um, hope well, not hopefully for the field because we've had some absolutely thrilling races, a different winner every every race. So uh, more of where that came from won't be. Uh, you won't hear any complaints from me. Uh, Fabian Cloud, I tipped him for the win. I think he'll be disappointed to have missed three targets. Uh, but another good ski from him. Uh, and that's a second, third and a fifth in his last three races. So good results from Cloud. Opening race of the year, he missed seven targets and was uh, he was 72nd in that opening individual. So it's it's good improvement for him, no doubt. Um, and yeah, good good to see that form continuing for Cloud. Uh, Stellaholm Lagrid and Taya Bow were 6th and 7th respectively. Very differing fortunes with the rifle though. Uh, Lagrid again shooting wonderfully as he has uh, basically since he's come up to World Cup level. Uh, just the one miss from him. That puts him at 93% for the year. Uh, Taya's form though is starting to become a little bit of a creeping sort of worry for me though. Um, no doubt he's skiing absolutely fantastically as, as well as he ever has really. He's Top 10 in every lap yet again. But it was three misses for him. And a bit of a pattern um, sort of merging for Tyre this uh, this year. Other than uh, his sprint win, where he, he did shoot clear that day, this season he's missed three, three, five, two, and then three. And it's a shame, because if, if those two and three misses were becoming ones and twos even, 
Uh, he could realistically, he could realistically be leading the overall at this stage, or, or be very close to it, uh, at least. But those misses are really costing Tyre in this sort of early, uh, early stage of the season. Great shooting again from Simon Ada. Saw him climb up into the top ten. Uh, just the one miss for the Austrian. He's shooting absolutely brilliant and better on the skis today. Uh, out skiing people like Gigana, uh, who ended up ninth with uh, a clear shoot. Really happy to see both of those guys. Uh, in the top 10 on Saturday. Uh, rounding out that top 10 was uh, the aforementioned Seb Samuelson, who had a bit of a weird day for him. Uh, he had sort of fairly heavy fall on the on the first lap, coming around that sort of tight right-hander uh, after the descent up to the 1.1k intermediate. Um, he sort of he was going down with Jacqueline just on his inside, so he might have been pushed a little wide um, there, but down he went, not... Not the ideal start at all. Lost him. I think it lost him a good sort of fifteen seconds or so. Um, he then worked really nicely to come back through the field. Um, shot, shot really tidily. He was third after the third shoot, which was uh, a good recovery. Neck and neck with Darley coming into that last uh, last standing shoot. First two went down, went down fine. But it was after that second shot he seemed to sort of lose his position slightly. I'm not sure. It looked like his hand might have slipped or, or something. Definitely unsettled him, um, as as it would. And uh, the next two both missed. Uh, he did get the last one down, but it, it was a shame for us, as uh, I think we could have seen him duking it out with uh, with Johannes Bow on the skis on that last lap if he'd have just missed the one. Um, but tenth place, not bad for for Samuelson. Good points for him again. One of the best performances of the day, and uh, a man who really looks like he's coming back into form, was Italy's Luca Schoffer. Uh, absolutely flying on the skis came from 50th all the way up to 17th um, posted the quickest time on the opening lap uh, third quickest time of the race as a whole uh, and it, it'd be great to see Hoffer back up fighting for podiums we haven't seen that for a little while from him been a couple of years at least um, so that's nice to see and good for the Italian team of course differing fortunes tough day for the Germans Benny Dole and Eric Lesser both dropped out of the top 10 uh, they missed uh, three targets for Dole, four targets for Lesser. Uh, bit of good news for the team, though. Um, word out that uh, Aunt Pfeiffer will be back with them for week two of these Hockfilsen races. Uh, national coach it was Mark Kirshner said he he will definitely be at the start on Thursday, um, and that alongside a, a good relay showing that we'll come on to. Um, bit of better news for the German team, but a tough day in the pursuit. Three weekends down then, and it's Johannes Tingersbo eking out an advantage over Samuelsson slightly in the overall race. Uh, he's now 50 points ahead of the Swede, with May back up near the top in third. Uh, May they're replacing Jakob Fak, who had a bit, of a, a bit of a disappointing weekend. He slipped down to ninth after great work in Contialati. So, moving on to the women's race. Uh, I may have missed the, missed the winner in the men's race, but I was spot on with the women's. Uh, it was Marta Olbu-Roisland who triumphed there, missing two targets, but I'm mean, just skiing on another level uh, to bring home her first win of the year and go top of the overall. Um, she gave a shout-out on Facebook after the race to the Wax team. Um, she called what she called amazing skis and really made full use of them. Uh, third overall, fastest time, and, and she was coasting on that final lap. Um, at first, though, it... it did look like that speed might be doing a little bit more harm than good. As she really pushed on the opening lap, um, she started there with a 17-second deficit. That was cut to just three and a half seconds by the first shoot. 
She then missed on the prone, um, but put that behind her. Uh, when she took the lead from, I think it was Dora Vera, she, she overtook going up the climb on the third lap. Um, it, it really looked at that point like it was going to take something pretty special to stop her. Uh, at that point, she was in a group. It was Vera leading Alimbakava and uh, Elvira Erberg in that sort of um, leading pack. Uh, and the step up in pace from Roisland really seemed to hurt them. Uh, Elvira especially went went straight onto the back uh, um, of Roisland, kept, with, kept pace with her, but then missed three. Uh, Vera also missed one on that next shoot. Uh, and it was then on the next lap that Rosen really did the damage on the skis. She pushed her lead up to the point where, even missing on that last shot, uh, last shot of the stand, she could take another penalty, came out with a decent gap over Olympa Carver, and, and really, as I say, cruised on that final lap, ending up with a 14-second win. Um, in second place, and yet another fantastic result for uh, Zanara Olympa Carver, um, she also had a fall, like Samuelson, while leading as a bit of a weird one she sort of could have easily rattled her but she really showed a lot of class I thought shot the perfect 20 um, to go alongside that perfect 10 in the sprint and um, I do think with Rosalind skin as she was I don't think there was much more she could have done Um, I don't think the full cost her the win at all it was a strange one though she sort of seemed to slip on some ice um, as she was just skiing along the flat Uh, right leg just sort of slipped went from under her she got up quickly enough, but she was overtaken. Uh, at that point, it was Davidova and Preutz. Um, so she went from first to third. I think she lost roughly about 10 seconds, by my reckoning. Um, but she went into that second shot next to Dorothy Vera, didn't let it affect her, and, and did really, really well there. And the big question now is is whether she can keep this sort of magical form she's got at the moment going. Uh, people like uh, Dora, of course, and Denise Herman haven't been quite putting in the challenge that we thought they might, so far this season at least. And, uh, and Olympic Carver's really stepped in, and she's shown amazing consistency, and, and could be could be a challenger for, for Globes come the end of the year. Uh, ski of the day, and my top tip for the weekend was Julia Simon. Uh, she got third with a, a really great run out, even faster than Roisland on the skis, and really leaving it all out on the track. I don't know if you saw her crossing the line, just ragdoll collapsed um, immediately after after she crossed the line she was down for a good while as well uh, and I think if you look like that after uh, after the finish of a race there's not much more you can do a uh, bit gutted that she ended up missing three I think one less and she might have she might have sort of had the carrot of seeing Royceland ahead of her and being able to chase her who knows if she might have been able to to challenge her there um, the prone was the problem for her today two misses on the first shoot one on the second. Uh, actually had her all the way down in 19th, uh, but she was absolutely incredible from then on. Uh, on that third lap, she fought her way through the pack, gained six places and 10 seconds on the leaders as well. And didn't look back from then on. Really happy for her to uh, get on the podium. I was a bit surprised by her lack of form, really, in Finland. Uh, she got her first win, obviously, in Finland last year in that final pursuit. Um, and she said afterwards that she, she has had some problems sort of mentally in Contialati. I think possibly the pressure of, of finishing on that win, end of the season, she got her first win in the books, might might have maybe heaped a bit too much onto her. Uh, but she looks back to back to sort of her best. Definitely one to watch next weekend as well, I think. Um, absolutely flew past. It was Hannah, Hannah Roberg on that final lap. Uh, as they they went up the hill, and I think doing that to the uh, the yellow bibs 
going to fill someone with a lot of confidence. And uh, and yeah, I think she'll take that on. A bit of a tough moment that for for Hannah, I thought, being passed so easily. Uh, but an absolutely phenomenal race from her. Um, she shot clear to move up from all the way down in 29th to 4th. And just really a, a great rescue mission um, from her. Ski speed seemed to be sort of back back with her as well. Uh, she was back in the top 10 for the first two laps. Did did seem to tire a little bit then though, uh, losing 10 seconds to the fastest times on the last three laps. Um, I, I still think resting her in, in Saturday's relay might have been a good option. Uh, but it was a great save from her. And the sprint does look to have been just a, a bit of a blip. And she'll be back at the sharp end from here on out. Uh, Norway's Njotten in fifth looked absolutely thrilled with a clear shoot. Really great day for the 25-year-old. Uh, she started in 16th and, yeah, getting up to fifth by the end. Um, talking of that relay, I think, uh, which we'll, we'll come on to, of course, but uh, it was a win from Norway and a good good ski from Njotten. And I think that, that really did wonders for her. I put her into the top ten overall as well uh, for the season. Uh, it was then Dorothy Avira 6th, Elvira Erberg 7th, Preutz in 8th, and Davidova in 9th. Uh, and at one stage or another in the race, all four women were were at the front, were were leading. So I think maybe they'll all be a, a little bit disappointed that they couldn't have done better. Uh, but top 10s aren't bad, though. Uh, odd day for, for Dorothy Avira, I thought. Bit of strange tactics from her in the range. Usually we see her shooting, as you know, sort of rapid fire, and most of the time pretty accurately. Um, the wind wasn't causing too much havoc, so I was expecting her to try and make up a lot of the time in the range. But instead she she was shooting quite sort of slowly, quite methodically, uh, and didn't really help her. She missed one in both standing shoots. Uh, she took 29.5 seconds in the third shot, the first stand, 27.5 in the last and if you compare that to Friday's sprint, even, it was sort of more normal form. Uh, 23.9 seconds there. Uh, it does seem a little bit strange. Uh, she missed one uh, one in the sprint there, so perhaps it was just sort of a calculated move to try and hit all five. Uh, but but it didn't work, if that was the plan. Uh, real shame for Elvira Erberg that she missed the three uh, that I mentioned in that third shoot. Uh, two of them going wide left, one going uh, sort of high. And she was quite lucky with one of the other hits, actually, where she edged, again, low left, and fortunate to see that one go down. As I say, I think the pressure of Roisland starting to push that pace and, and sort of really put her mark on the race caused this. Um, so for a second, it looked like we might be seeing her first win, but it does look like that's definitely coming sooner rather than later for Elvira. Uh, really amazing final shoot, just 20 seconds to rattle down all the targets. She actually came into that final shoot, came into the range 15th, um, and that catapulted her all the way up to 7th um, before she then passed Doro on the final lap to uh, final lap as well. Um, two top 10s in a row for Lisa Teresa Hauser. Um, of course, uh, good good for the Austrian team. Another good result for them, getting a top 10. She'd expect better than the three misses she had on the day, I think. Uh, but a lot of women were missing uh, at least three. So it was a, was a tough day out there on the range. Talking of tough days out on the range, what an absolute nightmare for Lucy Shavatova. Uh, she came into the third shoot 20th. Uh, she'd only missed one target in the two prone shoots. Uh, she was skiing well, moving up the order, and then just, I'm not sure what happened. Absolute calamity. Missed five targets. She then missed five again on the fourth shoot um, and dropped out. So an absolutely terrible day for her. I was saying on commentary that 
Uh, perhaps she was just shooting on the wrong targets, uh, but twice in a row? Is, I'm not sure what happened there at all. I uh, did wonder if there'd maybe been a fall, uh, some damage to the rifle, uh, but the ski time did, didn't reflect that, so I don't think that's what happened. Uh, if anyone does know, then uh, please please get in touch, because uh, odd odd day there for, for her, and uh, yeah, one to forget, definitely. Uh, otherwise, Tyrell Ekhoff was probably the biggest loser of the day, um, still showing great ski speed, but six misses, uh, saw her tumble down from 2nd to 17th. Denise Herman, also struggling. Um, she made up seven places. It's not the worst day, but she'd have been hoping for much better than 25th. And we're we're still waiting for her to rediscover that ski form that she had uh, on the opening day, even in uh, in Contiolati. Another good day for Claire Egan. Uh, the American following up 10th in the sprint with 13th position here. Uh, she rallied from uh, a tough opening shoot. She missed two there and fell all the way down to 29th. But she only missed one more after that. Uh, it's a really nice recovery from her and two top 15 finishes. Really good to see from uh, from Egan there. Lena Heike, also good day. Swift athlete, uh, we haven't really seen the best of her this season. But um, really positive gains from her 38th to 11th. Was one of the biggest gains of the day. Uh, good to see her skiing well again. But all of that means that we now have a new leader in the overall race. Uh, Marcel Roisland now has uh, really the narrowest of margins. She's only six points ahead of Alimba Kaver. Uh, Hannah Roberg's dropped to third with Sister Elvira in fourth. Um, so that's the uh, that's your individual races from the, the weekend there. And let's have a look at those relays. It's a great win for Norway in the women's race. Uh, but first, let's take a look at, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the second round in the squaring off between Johannes Tingersbo and Seb Samuelsson. Uh, both coming into the final shoot neck and neck, just like last weekend in Finland. And for the second time, it was the Swede who came out on top. Uh, you might want to buy a drink, though, for that official who was minding mind his business, having a little sweep in lane one. Uh, then got the fright of his life when he turned round, saw the yellow bib, Johannes steaming towards him, shouting at him to get out of the way. Uh, then he nearly ran straight into the cameraman, so all a bit of a mess. Um, not giving Johannes a pass for, for leaving a target standing uh, and taking to the penalty loop, but definitely not ideal for him to be going into uh, that situation. Really high-pressure shoot and, and having to, to clear that marshal out of the way. Um, but yeah, first and second blood to Samuelson now. Uh, what's shaping up to be a, a very tasty rivalry indeed this season. Uh, so Sweden take the win. Really nice performance from them all round. Uh, Pepe Femling had a bit of a tough start for them last week in the relay, uh, but he put that behind him, had a really nice start, just needed the two spares in the stand. Uh, but on the opening leg, all you really want is to be in touch with the leaders. Um, obviously, you can't win it all on that first leg, but you can definitely lose it. So props to uh, to Femlin there for a good run. Uh, then thoroughly professional jobs from Jesper Nellen, Martin Ponsaloma as well. They stayed with Norway every every step of the way to deliver Samuelsson really right where he needed to be, alongside Johannes Bo on that final run. Uh, we had some really nice head-to-head -head battles actually on that on that last lap, coming into the uh, the prone shoot on the last leg. Uh, obviously, we had Seb and Johannes at the front. Uh, then we had uh, Philip Horn of Germany and Loganov battling out for third. Really great performance from Horn, I thought, to to outshoot Loganov there. Um, he didn't even race in Contiolati, so it was his sort of first weekend of action here. Um, and really good performance from him to get the bronze there. 
Um, behind them, Austria and Switzerland were, were having a little battle as well. Uh, Eberhardt, unfortunately, going onto the penalty loop for the hosts. Um, so no podium for them, which I thought might be on the cards. Biggest story of the race was the French team again, though. And what, what a meltdown we had. Crazy day for them on the race. It started so promisingly. Gigana was, uh, he's had really good form with the rifle to start this year, actually. And he continued that. He just needed two spares en route to handing over right right there in the leading group. Handing over to Jacqueline, who obviously on the back of his clear shoot podium in the pursuit looked solid enough as he as he started. He was leading the group around. Uh, looked quite easy on the skis. Uh, he shot okay in the prone. And then, what on earth happened on the stand? Four misses. Every miss just seemed to make him shoot faster as well. I had no idea what he was thinking. He was just firing off shots like he was in a western under attack. And uh, I think he I think he ended up three times on the loop in the end. And and that was his race over. Um and yeah, it was every every miss he he seemed to shoot faster the next shot and they were all all misses. So a tough day for him on the range and our next relay isn't actually until the second weekend of action in uh, in Oberhof, which is a good job I think for Jacqueline because if it was any sooner, I think his place has to be under serious threat. He's he's got a few races between now and then um, to sort of show the coaches a bit of consistency, and I think he'll need to because otherwise, obviously, they Destier wasn't it wasn't in the team today, so he could be coming in. Um, and yeah, that's two in a row of really bad performances from from him in the relays, really costing France uh, podiums. Another fourth place for for Russia, which uh, I think is about where they should be. Uh, Loganov. I think would have backed himself to have outdueled Philip Horn, um, but it wasn't to be. So they'll have to make do with fourth, and I think that that is about that's that's two fourths in a row for them, and that's about their level. Uh, lovely sprint to the line down the field between uh, Canada and the U.S. battling it out for uh, pride in the North American battle. It was only for fourteenth in the end, but the way they, the way that sprint went, it could have been for the win. It's Christian Gow just pipping Jake Brown to the line and Brown was fuming afterwards um, he was not happy that he let that one get away love to see that from him uh, just showing how much it, it means even for the sort of minor places uh, a couple of other things to note in this race um, Stolder of Switzerland with an absolutely insane shoot in his uh, in his standing shoot on the first leg blitz through the targets in just 16.9 seconds which is <laughs> unbelievable effort from him um, on commentary here in Britain, they thought it must have been an error, uh, but I did take a second look back at it, and by the time the graphic for his shots came up, he'd actually already gone through one target. The other five followed pretty shortly, so I, I think that time might be genuine, which is just um, a crazy, crazy shoot for him. But he got them all down, so so fair play. Uh, great skin again from Johannes Darley. He came in for Christensen, which I think was a big call from the coaches. Uh, he stumbled on the standing shoot, um, but then managed to cut what was a 38-second gap down to 15 in one lap. So that's uh, really great work from him. Uh, also enjoyed um, a bits Ponsoloma and Talia Bo, who sort of at different points almost looked bored with the uh, the pace of uh, of those they were following. Uh, it was Ponsoloma was he was following Leitner and Dull on the one lap, just sort of standing up, having a little stretch as uh, as he sat behind them. Um, and then Talia behind Ponsoloma on the next lap doing the same. Um, so yeah, slow going I think for them. They they were looking to push the pace a bit more than uh, than was happening. Um, so yeah, good race there. 
Previous day it was the women's relay, and uh, a pretty dominant showing from the Norwegians. Uh, they were back on top after after last week's troubles. Um, they didn't repeat it like the French did. Nice bounce back for them, um, both for Nutten and Ekoff, who um, I think last week they 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 handed over. I think it was three and a half minutes down last week, uh, but they both skied very nicely um, yesterday. Ekoff giving Roisland basically a thirty second cushion for that final leg. And she wasn't going to give that up. Nice recovery from France to finish second. Uh, they started badly. And Espechon had a bit of trouble on both shoots. Uh, ended up using all six spare rounds on her leg. Uh, but crucially, she did stay off the penalty loop. Espechon, um, I, th- I think, be looking to... She needs to overcome those problems with the rifle sooner rather than later. You have to go all the way back to Novomiesto last year for her, for her last clear uh, shoot. Uh, good work from Julia Simon on leg two. Got them back to 20 seconds uh, back. They were up to sixth at that point. And then Justin Brezard-Boucher vaulted them up to second uh, where they stayed. Sweden ended up in third. Interesting tactics from them. Uh, Hannah Erberg moved on to the third leg with Elvira taking her place as the anchor. And it was unfortunately Hannah who turned out to be the, the weak link in, in the team. Uh, good work from Scottheim and Pearson. Uh, had kept the Swedes at the at the front of the race basically throughout the first half, um, but Hannah couldn't get it done. Uh, couldn't get it on the range. More importantly, she was she had a penalty loop, dropped them back to sixth. Uh, she tagged in Elvira one minute five seconds back, uh, and a really fantastic race from Elvira, who wasn't rattled at all. Um, just needed the one spare, making the most of misses in front of her from Denise Herman, who who needed three spares on the stand. Those two came out onto the final lap, neck and neck. Um, with Italy's Federica Sanfilippo for company. Um, it was a sprint to the line, and it was Elvira who outsprinted Herman for third, which I'm not sure I'd have expected, but uh, but great for Elvira, and, and she's having, what a season she's having um, at the moment. It was a good run out for Sanfilippo, I thought, who I think it's often a bit of a thankless task for her anchoring the Italian team. Um, she doesn't have the ski speed to, to keep up with the likes of sort of... Um, you know, your Roycelands are Echo, not Echo, sorry, your Roycelands, your Hermans, um, and and Erbergs. Um, but she didn't crumble on the range at all and wasn't blown away on that last lap. She stayed with two of the faster skiers in the field for a good while um, before sort of dropping back a little bit. But yeah, I'm not sure why the Italians, are, um, they, they've persisted with this for a long time now, this tactic of, uh, of sort of trying to start strong and then just hang on over the last few laps. Um, and I'm always in favour of finishing strong, and unless you're worried you're going to be lapped and dropped out, it just doesn't make sense for them to be put in San Filippo last. If they moved her, I think, to the opening leg, um, she'd be skiing at a more comfortable pace, she'd be in the pack, um, and as I said earlier, you don't lose the race there. Um, if you can sort of hope that, that San Filippo and Large Schneider, um, if she continues to do well on the second leg, you could be handing over to Vitozzi and Vera, if you're handing over halfway through to Vitozzi, maybe even a minute back from the podium, I think they can chase that down. Um, but as it is, I just I can't see podiums for this Italian team. It's it's just not the right makeup um, for me. I think they should look look at moving that around. Tough relay for the states. Um, they had good legs from Dunkley and Egan, as you'd as you'd expect. Um, unfortunately, Deirdre Irwin on that first uh, first leg. Had to hit the penalty loop, and um, she exchanged two minute fifteen back, uh, all the way down in twenty first. Um, they sort of fought back throughout the next three legs, but uh, they couldn't crack the top ten, 
which uh, which I think should be the the minimum for them. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably enough of my uh, my croaking and uh, and sniffing for one morning. So I'll I'll leave you there. Uh, wish you all a good week. We're back for the second week of action in Hockfilson on Thursday, and it's four straight days of action this weekend coming up. Uh, men's sprint on Thursday, women's following up on the Friday, and then it's pursuits on Saturday, and finally our first mass starts uh, on Sunday, which is uh, going to be great. 180 points, of course, up for grabs across the weekend, uh, and I think it's going to really shake out the contenders for the Globes uh, come March. So look forward to that. Enjoy your week, and I'll see you again on Wednesday for the preview pod. Stay safe and, and happy, everyone, and I'll, I'll see you down the road.